0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, October 27th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Cole Shelton, on this Tuesday morning in Toronto. Cole, how's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good, Cole. I mean, it's been a busy week. Obviously, we had a lot going on on the weekend. Like, I feel like so many storylines kind of got like pushed to the side just because of Habib and his retirement stuff. We'll obviously talk about that today, but there was a lot of other stuff that happened on that card UFC 254. And, of course, we have another card this weekend, UFC Vegas 12, Anderson Soto's final fight against Uriah Hall. So we have a lot talk about today. I will not be doing Delta with Cole today. I'll do that Thursday morning. We don't have odds for it yet. We only have one odd uh, for odds for the main event. I'm still well, waiting for the odds. It's stacked. And uh, I was on James Lynch's show, and I want to plug that on uh, line movement yesterday. We, we talked a little bit about, about that card, Cole. Like, it's really deep, actually. There's a lot of really good, like, prospects also just veterans on the prelims so that card is flying under the radar hopefully the odds makers drop the odds for it soon i really hate how bellator comes on thursday quad well, love for it to come out a little bit earlier in the week just so we can get you know a little a couple extra days to cap the fights. but it is what it is anyways we have a big show for you guys today like i said we're gonna start with ufc 254 we'll move our way to ufc vegas and then of course we'll take your uh comments throughout the show we're also talking about some news and fight announcements as well so let's just start with UFC 254 Cole and I mean we'll start with it right away Khabib Nurmagomedov defeats Justin Gaethje via second round triangle choke it was an arm bar and apparently he turned into a triangle because he didn't want to break Gaethje's arm in front of his family so I mean that's just incredible that story came out yesterday this was in my opinion the best he's ever looked uh I personally was really shocked he retired Cole I'll be honest man like my jaw dropped when he retired I just didn't see it happening I didn't see Cejudo's happening either. Like, there's a few guys like DC that obviously we all saw happening, but some of these guys like like and Habib retiring in their primes at like age 32. It's it's very surprising to me. Having said that, you know, obviously his rationale for why he retired makes a lot of sense with his father passing away, just not wanting to carry on without him in his corner. Promising his mother he would retire. Now, in the wake of the retirement call, obviously everyone's asking, everyone's in a rush to like anoint the goat and the pound for pound great. I'm not in a rush personally, and you know, to me, it was a great win, but. I'm still not convinced he's the number one greatest fighter of all time. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this goal, but again, I think we're all kind of rushing to, to make this announcement. We have to wait a bit, you know?
1: Yeah, I still think there's two people in John Jones and George St. Pierre just to cut above the rest. I still think those two are my one and two. What order, I still have a hard time. Some days I think, oh, Jones is. And then some days I go, oh, no, GSP is because uh, Jones is like PD history. Maybe that tarnishes a bit, but I still think those two are the best. Like, uh, I Jones put out a video. He's like, This guy's through four world titles. I have 15. Like, that's a big difference. A- Habib was 29 0, 13 0, or 12 0 in the UFC. I forget the exact number. I think it was 13, but yeah. only four title wins. And the first one was against Ally Quinta. Like, the, what was he? Like, the 10th ranked guy at the time. Like, uh, you can't really put much into that. But his last three wins are phenomenal McGregor, Poirier, Yankee, Those are like three of the best lightweights, but if not the three best lightweights the UFC has on the roster besides Habib. So, those great wins. I just don't think the longevity was there as a champion to be that goat to be in that goat talk.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with Cole here on this one as well. And also, we should mention he did have a win over Rafael Desanos before Desanos was champion. He got hurt, he missed a couple of years due to injuries, also because the Tony Ferguson fight kept falling through. So, you gotta kind of cut him a little bit of slack, Cole, because I think he could have fought a few more times, like he was ready to fight a few more times. But in general, I do agree with you, Cole, in that John Jones. Anderson Silva, too, and GSP, they all made way more title defense, had more championship five-round fights. I love what Habibs did in his last few fights. Like the, the run he went on the last three fights, submitting Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, and most recently Justin Gaethje, like that might be the, the, the best three-run fight in, in UFC history, especially in the lightweight division. But I'm not convinced yet that what he's done with the 13-0 record has surpassed what Jon Jones did I think Jones is like 17 and one or something with the no contest with DC. The problem with Jones, obviously, it's the stuff outside the cage, Cole. It's not the inside the cage stuff. If he didn't test positive, if he didn't hit that woman, uh, the pregnant lady, and break her arm and run away, if he didn't have the, the drunken escapades, Cole, and, and, the, and, the, and the cocaine, uh, I, all that stuff. I think the, the, the court of public opinion's kind of weighed in on this one. And, and you know, we were talking last night, Cole, and you were like, no one even talks about McGregor anymore. Like we used to talk about him as like Mick Goat. That was his nickname, Cole, Mick Goat. And people were like, okay, he's the greatest ever. No one talks about Connor anymore, Cole. And, you know, the loss is obviously Habib and, and Nate Diaz heard his legacy. But I think it's a lot of it to do because of the stuff outside the cage. And then you look at a guy like Habib and GSP. These guys are like model citizens. Like these guys, man, they don't get jaywalked, Cole. Like these guys are like amazing people. And I think that's why they're a little bit of a cut above to most people. You know, I've been thinking about a lot, Cole. Like I still personally, I for me, the greatest fire I've ever seen is John Jones. That's the guy that I've always thought was the, the greatest, like, most talented guy. I think he did hurt his career by, by his own uh, virtue, because I think he did a lot of stuff that you know he probably shouldn't have got involved in. But I still think that with the amount of title defenses, the championship fights he had, I th- still think he's number one. And you know, it's so easy to go back now and look and be like, oh, he beat Shogun, he beat Rampage, he beat Machida, and these guys suck, they're all, they're in Bellator now. At the time, they were the best guys in the world. So I, I feel like it's so unfair to look back at stuff it's the same argument with Fedor. When Fedor was the number one guy uh during the twenty uh, the, during the two thousands, um, you know, people in the twenty tens started looking back and being like, Well, he didn't have any great wins, he wasn't in the UFC. It's so easy to look back at a and have revisionist history. I think you have to be in the moment. That's why um, you know, looking at the uh, at the fights that guys have won, it's like when were the guys he they fought ranked. What, what were they ranked when they fought? It's not what they rank now. It's what were they ranked when they fought. So that's just my opinion. You know, we could talk about the Habib goat argument for, for for a long time. But I do find it a little bit interesting that Dana White, Sean Shelby, the guy who never tweets cool, goes on Twitter and says, this guy's the greatest goat. Like, it, it's kind of interesting, right? It's like they really want to promote him as the goat now. They don't want to promote John Jones as the goat now. It's, it's very interesting. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Like, Do you think it's a, a tactic to get John Jones to get that heavyweight contract? Do you think that has anything to do with it? What do you think?
1: I think it's more just that he was retiring, and they were just kind of paying his respects. I think if Jones retired, they would have probably sent those same messages, but I don't really put much into it.
0: Yeah. And here's a comment from Kishiro. Good morning, Kachiro. Khabib defeats uh, – definitely lightweight GOAT. Jones stand higher chance of being all-time GOAT if he can uh, beat the heavyweight champ, defend it. And here's the other thing I want to say, Cole, about this. To me – I think fighting in multiple weight classes is also extremely important. That's why I would put GSP right at the top because he fought and won at middleweight and um, at welterweight, right? That's the same with guys like Randy Couture. Uh, even Demetrius Johnson fought at two weight classes. I'd love to see Jones have some success at, at, at heavyweight, but, you know, Habib, he did have a few fights at welterweight really earning his career. By the way, some of those guys he beat Cole in, in, the, in the first 16 fights he had weren't even – like they don't even have fights. Like they had no fights and – he was beating guys a couple times in one night. So, yes, he's 29 and no Cole. But some of those guys, like some of those wins aren't that impressive. And you look at John Jones, I think he only had a few fights before he came to the UFC, right? And then he's been fighting top – like he fought Stefan Bonner his second fight in the UFC. So, to yeah. me, I, I just feel like his level of competition is so much harder. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Now, the question is the, the title's going to be vacated. If you, if you had to choose what was next, what would, you, would you do a like a, 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 a fight between maybe McGregor and Poirier? Or would you do a tournament, which Michael Chandler suggested? What would you do to to figure out the lightweight championship at this point?
1: I don't think the UFC would do a tournament. I'd like to see a tournament, but the UFC, I can't see them being interested. I think the UFC is going to do Conor Poirier too. It's better for business if Conor's fighting for Beldor, the champion. I don't see them... If the belt's vacant, I can't see them McGregor not being part at least one half of it. it. Might not be Poirier, maybe they switch out Poirier and do someone else. But I think it's gonna be pretty hard for the UFC not to have McGregor in that vacant lightweight title fight.
0: Yeah, and you know, talking to you, Cole, like I think you're you're convinced at this point that McGregor's gonna be part of it, even though I think a lot of fans don't really like that because he hasn't won a fight at lightweight since when? When was the last time he won a lightweight? Was it Eddie, Eddie Alvarez? Alvarez. In 2016. So it's been four years. Having said that. Where is it? There it is. Money talks, baby. Money talks, Cole. We know it. So money talks, and I think I think you're right. Uh, the tournament idea sounds great, but UFC is just very reluctant to do it. They did do it a Flyweight Tournament, but that's Flyweight. No one care about that title anyways. There's too much money to be lost by not doing a fly, uh, lightweight belt. So I do think that's going to happen January 23rd, mcgregor Poirier two for the UFC Lightweight Championship. Coming in event should be Ferguson versus uh, Chandler or G versus Chandler, someone like that put all those guys in the card and uh, figure it out. And also one other guy that we, we we forget about in this division, Cole, but Charles Oliveira, seven straight wins. He's a guy that's like, I want it, I want my shot at the title. But, you know, Cole, the Kevin Lee win was nice. The other wins are not over great of opposition, man. Guys like Clay Glita, Jared, Jared Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, like where would you put him? I think he's top 10. I don't think he's a top five guy right yet. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but I, I love watching him fight. Like I can't blame him for for at least saying, "Hey, I have you know he's got I think he actually has 17 wins in the UFC as well or something," whereas Chandler has zero. And it, you know I love Chandler, and he's very marketable, and the UFC really likes this guy. But he has no wins in the UFC. Call I'd really like to see Michael Chandler fight a guy like Dan Hooker, get a win, and get and get some respect from UFC fans because I think at this point a lot of them are a lot of fans that don't watch Bellator are like kind of like wh- where is this guy coming from and why is he in the title talk so early. Anyways, I think that's it for for the for this one. Um, let's go down to the next fight, Cole. Co-main Cole event, Robert Whittaker defeats Jerry Kanyar. I believe we both picked Whittaker in this fight. Actually, I completely forgot Cole. I was gonna say off the top, congratulations. Cole actually had a perfect night at Picks, guys, so wanted to give big ups to Cole there. I got one wrong, it was Gaethje. Cole actually got me Cole messaged me he goes like, he's like, comes down to this one, man. I'm like, come on, Cole. Like, <laughs> I thought I had a chance, Cole. I'll be honest with you, man. That first round, the Gaethje fight, those kicks he was landing, I was like, holy crap, he's going to win this fight. And the range he was keeping, but eventually he could be got the job done. I'm not surprised. But again, one underdog in card won. It was Robert Raker. Me and you both predicted he'd win. Great fight, Cole. I think I could have been fight of the night, although the Kenny fight was a little bit better, in my opinion. But awesome fight. Kanier came back. Kanier broke his arm in the fight during a kick, uh, block kick. So that's uh, obviously an issue. But... Overall, I think Whitaker looked good. He almost uh, kind of faded in the third round and got caught by by Kanier, but ultimately held on for a decision. So the question is, does he get Israel Asani next? See, I know Dana White said that, but, man, hearing what Whitaker said in his comments, he didn't sound excited at all for that fight call. I almost feel like they should wait for the Hermits in a till fight and just see what happens there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, because Whitaker said he promised his whole family he's spending the holidays with them, so there's no way he's going to fight in December or even January because... He's not going to be training over the holidays. So I think the probably quickest time you're going to see Witterken is probably March because he'd probably start camp like end of January. So does Izzy want to wait that long? I don't know. So maybe you do. Maybe Izzy moves up to 205. like Because yeah. really, is there much intrigue in an Adesanya Hermanson fight if Hermanson beats Till? If he beats him impressively,
0: maybe. But the thing is, like, is he? you know, he still hasn't made many title defenses. I think mean, he has two, right, over Costa Romero. But the thing is, he cleaned out the division going up the, the ladder. He beat all these contenders going up the ladder, like all these guys. So to me, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what the next move is. But honestly, Cole, like, I'm not that interested in the match with Whitaker. We saw the first fight last year. It wasn't that long ago. I don't see it going differently. And Whitaker didn't sound like he wanted it that bad. So I'd rather, I'd rather see him wait for this fight with Hermeson or... You know, the Blahobits fight's right there too, Cole. He hasn't had a fight booked either. That'd be a big fight. Wins that belt. Fight John Jones next. Very, very possible. Take a couple of comments here from Kinshiro. Eight-man lightweight tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. But again, I don't think they'll do it. I do like the idea. Don't get me wrong. But I just don't see the UFC doing it. Although I think that you can easily find eight lightweights. Like you said, Islam Chandler, put Hooker in there. Maybe Paul Felder as well. So there's lots of guys. He said he had one wrong pick. He took screw. Why would you pick screw? Come on, man! gets knocked well, out. I it. would like to
1: say we, we did pick more than one underdog because when we did our show, Tui Voss and Shop, actually right. were underdogs. No. Yes, Cole's on. But, but then right. it flipped. But then it flipped. So it looked like yeah. we only picked one, but we did take three.
0: I mean, only only one, one right. So we actually got it right, Cole. So it's great. It was a good event for us. I mean, me and Cole. We've had our ups and downs There's, I mean, we, our, our picks are public, so it's not like we're hiding anything. We've had our ups and downs, but, you know, this was a great event for both of us. Um, just going through the rest of the card, Cole, we'll go through it quick. Alexander Volkov gets a win over uh, Walt Harris. Phil Hawes defeats Jacob Malkoon. Uh, Lauren Murphy defeats uh, Shakarova. And opening up the card, we had Mag- Ankolev defeating Yankitulava. Just any thoughts on those four main card fights before we get to the prelims?
1: Um, I was kind of surprised Volkov put away Harris. I thought it'd be a decision. I didn't like this fight for Walt Harris. I thought the UFC should have gave him um, someone he can a win. Like he lost over him, and then they gave him Volkov. I think it's probably might even be a tougher test because over him, he's, people always worry about his chin. So there was always that chance of Harris could put him out. I just never saw a way for Harris to land on Volkov. Like Volkov really doesn't get knocked out. Derek Lewis is the exception, and now was like ten seconds left in the fight. But a good win for Volkov. He's going to step up like. I don't really know. What do you think you do with Walt Harris now? Cause I think the UFC likes the guy's stories, obviously something that, like you need to get him a win, but like, I don't really know who you give him.
0: Yeah. It's tough because Walt is such a great guy. Right. And you know, the fact he's actually still fighting it. Like I, am shocked he didn't just immediately retire after his daughter was murdered. I mean, it's insane what he's still doing. Right. But Cole, he, I mean, you gotta be objective. voter. I talked about to James yesterday. Like he's not that great, man. He's just, he's a very limited guy. He's got obviously pop, knockout power, if he doesn't win the first round, call, he has a hard time winning because his cardio is not good. Um, you know, maybe you, I mean, if Struve doesn't retire, you could do the Struve fight, but also like Ben Rothwell is an interesting fight. Just looking at the, the ranking. What game,
1: about call on. Uh, a rank guy and Blago Ivanov, two fight, losing streak? Yeah,
0: that's another fight. Or even like if they want to do a, a kind of layup, give him the Castro, because I think he wins that easily, get back in the win column. But, you know, I think any of those guys make sense, Cole. I don't want to see him fight a top ten guy at this point, though. It's got to be someone like maybe in that you know ten to fifty range or outside the rankings, um, because I do think the UFC really likes him and they want to get him back in the win column. Any thoughts on those other fights?
1: Uh, Ankalaev really ended that little rivalry. I, I, I always, I just thought he was someone better than Kuznetsov. I didn't really understand what, what was the rush for that rematch. I get it was controversial, but I didn't really see Kutzlava winning that one. Phil Hawes, that was a, I don't know why that was on the main card. It was. Good knockout but I'm not really too impressed by Malkoon like I don't really put much stock into that one just because it's a guy that's four and oh hasn't fought in a year and like he didn't even really look like he wanted to be in there like right when Haas started walking him down like he just yep. shelled up against the fan but, but that was a brutal knockout like he landed like yeah, was three bad. after he went out gold.
0: Yeah and yeah I just got this question from Marcus. Good morning, Marcus. He says who would you book Lauren Murphy? This is a great question. She's looked really good. I think she's won four straight fights Lauren wants more respect. She called out the reporters of Fight Island. She's like, you guys need to answer me. Why am I higher in the rankings? And basically she said she believes she should be next for title shot. However, she also said that because Andrade knocked out Chikage and she could get the next shot. I, I could still lean towards Andrade because I think knocking out the number one contender like that, like she did, and the fact she is a former champion at 115 should get her that edge. But... You know, you could give it to mm-hmm. Murphy. You could give it to Calvillo. I think they'll probably do rebook the Calvillo-Murphy fight, mm-hmm. Call Like, I know she beat be Rova as impressive, but to me, like, how does that win get you a title shot? Seriously, like, that's an unranked fighter that no one really even heard of before this fight week. So I, I just, I personally wouldn't give it to her, but she does deserve a little bit more respect. You know, just going through the prelims really quick, Cole. We'll, we'll just talk about them really briefly here. Uh, two Basin defeats Struve via knockouts. I think this is it for Stephen Struve. His team should really talk to him as I thought, uh, retiring from the sports. Casey Kennedy defeats Nathaniel Wood, amazing fight, fight of the night, great fight. Shafkat Rakhmanov defeats Alex Oliveira. you got to wonder, Oliveira, he's very inconsistent. I, I don't think he gets cut, but I mean, this guy is definitely on the verge, especially after missing weight. Dan Jung and Sam Alvey, really close fight, ended in a draw. I thought Sam Alvey edged it out, but super close. Now Maver- Miranda Maverick defeats Liliana uh, Jujua. I did talk about this with James yesterday. Some I'm going to bother talking about with you today, Cole, but I-, I didn't agree with the stoppage. And, uh, finally Al- Joel Alvarez defeats Alexander Yagla by Armbar. Overall, a fantastic card. You had, I think nine finishes, right? So a crazy card Cole. a lot of finishes and, um, just a just an epic night and an epic moment at the end with Habib retiring. Just your overall thoughts on the
1: card and the prelims as well because I want to get your thoughts on those. This is a great card. And 11 a.m. start time. Sign me up for every oh, it's single Oh, great. Saturday. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Like, card is over at, like, five. I had one buddy over to watch it. Like, he's a big UFC fan. We watch most of the cards together. And he's like, this is sweet. Like, I go home, have dinner, have my whole night to myself. Like, I can do more of these or at least, like, do them earlier. Like, even if the card ends at, like, nine, like, I'd be fine with that
0: yeah yeah no i'm with you I, I love it too let me grab this comment for you, hero a lot of people in fantasy leagues for qualifies picked right but they bet money to be same ko because uh 10 times less you don't put on underdogs for money multiplier win yeah i know what you're saying he's right you just stack chalk and it's you know you you might get plus money but it's when you throw a couple dogs and is when you really you make some dope get
1: that of yeah
0: but I, anyways this card didn't matter because it really wasn't much anyways all right so let's get to the next card here cole we're gonna preview UFC. Uh, on ESPN plus 39, aka UFC Vegas 12, it is in Vegas, it's on Saturday at the Apex main event Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. So, we'll start with the bottom work on up call as always. And right now, actually, give me your thoughts on the car YT. Up call, let's pull up best fight. Let's go ahead.
1: It's like an all right, card. Obviously, the main event just built around air to the Silva's final fight. Like, some good, I'm really looking forward to the price, special Andre Feely, like, uh. There's some good match. Like, I like that Hernandez, Gretzmonger, Gritz, Greg Hardy, Morris green. Someone's probably getting knocked out there. Like, uh, the prelims obviously are name-filled. I think the card's more just built on Silva's final fight.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, I picked a couple underdogs today, Cole. I'm curious to hear who you pick. I have no idea who you're going to pick, but let's get going. First fight of the night, Bantamweight bout between Miles Johns and Kevin V Vidad. And right now, the odds
1: have Miles Johns minus 170, Kevin V Vidad plus 150. Cole, who's your pick? I like Miles Johns fight. I just don't like the odds. I think this should really be like a pick'em fight. So for me, I wouldn't be betting Miles Johns here. I don't love that line. I think the values on Kevin Nadigad, but I I know Miles Johns coming off the loss to Mario Batista. I think both of us pick Johns. We're kind of I was looking back at Mario Batista. I think we both kind of undervalued what he is like. If you look, he's only lost to Corey Sandhagen. We and that was before we knew how good Sandhagen was. That loss isn't bad at all, but. I think the big thing in this fight is how's John's cardio gonna hold up? That's been an issue. Like he kind of slowed down against Bautista. He kind of slowed down that third round against Cole Smith. I talked to him. And he said he got an entire. He kind of revamped his whole training. Brand new strength and conditioning coaches. He's more focused on the cardio aspect. So I, I wonder how much that's gonna play factor. But I just think he's a better wrestler. I think he can be able to just grind out Kevin Adibad, get a decision to win. But I don't like the line because to me, I think this is a pick and fight. Yeah, it's
0: a super close fight. I don't understand the line either. To me, it's
1: like essentially pick him. So I, I personally do see
0: value on Kevin Vida here, actually. And I, I remember picking him in his last fight against uh, Ryan Kelleher. I would have picked him as a dog bearer. I, I'd be impressed by this guy, man. LFA um, fighter, veteran of LFA. And, you know, watching his tape, and he, he's a very impressive guy. He has knockout power. Um, only lost once in his career. He gets stopped there in LFA. But overall, I mean, the guy's got finishing power. Um, I, I think this is going to be uh, a nice debut here for him against Miles Johns, a guy who's been... A guy who, Cole, coming out of Contender Series, I was very eye on. But, man, I think he's been really inconsistent. in the UFC. The Cole Smith fight against your your buddy Cole Smith there, Cole. I, I think that, that you know, the fight go either way. And then the fight with Mario Batista gets finished in the second round. There's just a lot of stuff I haven't liked about him. Again, he doesn't have that wrestling. And uh, he has some good wins. Like the Adrian Yanez win, the guy he's fighting in this car later on. We'll talk about him in a second. That's a good win. But overall, Cole, I just I think he's more really consistent. I think that Natty dad's more dynamic, more power. I'm going to take the underdog here, Cole. Kevin, Natty, that either knock or decision. That's going to be my pick to start off the night. Next up, we have a women's flyweight belt between Courtney Casey and Priscilla Cachewara. And right now we have the odds at Courtney Casey minus 230, Cachewara plus 190. Who's your pick?
1: And this is like, it's weird. I was looking at Courtney Casey's record, like nine and eight. I always thought she was, had a lot more weight. Like she's almost a 500 fighter. I think, she, but... I have to go with Courtney Casey just because I don't think Pr- Priscilla Cashway is good. Three fight lose streak. I didn't pick her against Shayna Dobson. I know that she was the underdog in that fight, but like she did have a tough run. Valentina Shevchenko, Molly McCann, Luana Carolina. That's not a very good loss. So I don't really put much dog in that. Courtney Casey's like if you look at her UFC run, like she hasn't. She's only fought good girls like Joanne Caldwell, Randy Marcos, Claudia Gadelha, Felice Herrick, Michelle Watson, Angela Hill, Cynthia Calvillo, Jillian Robertson. like it's always been these top girls. So I do think. The level of competition is going to play a factor. I do think Casey's a better fighter. Stand up wrestling, I think she's better everywhere than Priscilla Cashwara. I don't expect her to finish Cashwara. If you look at Casey's wins, a lot of them are just by uh, decision. So I think she's going to clearly win probably two, if not all three rounds, and a you know, decision win.
0: Yeah, I think you have to go with Courtney Casey or two for sure. I mean, more experience. She's fought better competition, she's beaten better competition, but. She's so inconsistent, Cole. It's very hard to trust her with your money, especially as a favorite. I like betting on Courtney Gaze as an underdog. 230, Cole. I don't know if I want to lay it here because I do think she wins this fight. But, you know, catch aware, coming off the win over Dobson, it looks a lot better now, right? After Dobson had that win over, uh, um, what, what's her name? I forgot the girl's name, but uh, the one she just smashed when she, as the big underdog there, uh, Maria Agapova. That's not a bad win now when you look at it, but still, uh, I don't know. I just can't trust her. After those first couple fights in the UFC, she's, she took a lot of damage in that Chen fight. I don't think she'll ever be the same. You know, good for her to snap that losing streak. I'm glad she's still in the UFC. It just shows a lot of perseverance, but I got to quote Courtney Casey. Cool. I think she grinds it out. Catchaway is very durable, very, very tough. But I will say this. I don't like the line, guys. I just, Courtney Casey is the kind of fighter you play as a dog, not as a big favorite. So my picks for be Casey, by decision, I don't really think it's worth bet because the odds are a little bit inflated here in my opinion uh next up we have a light heavy repo between dustin Jacoby and justin ladette it's an interesting fight call uh, right now we have dustin Jacoby
1: minus 310 justin ladette plus 255 who's your pick i have to go with just dustin Jacoby, but i wouldn't bet this fight just because you don't i don't think that's very good three fight lose drink but again like the losses aren't bad alexander rackets johnny walker alexa camera what just been a guy the fc feeds prospects to lately and see if they can get past them Jacoby. It's his second set in the UFC. He's only 32, so he's, I don't know if he's still that prospect light heavyweight, but he's a really. I just expect this fight to be standing, and I think Jacoby's a much better striker, much more technical striker. When he got cut from the UFC the first time, went to Bellator, then he did a lot of kickboxing fights. I can't see Ledette being able to take him down, so I just think it's going to be a stand up fight with Jacoby just being able to outpoint Ledette. I don't see Jacoby finishing Ledette. Ledette's a durable guy, like you had know, the distance with the Rackage and Camera. So I think Jacoby's going to edge out a decision here, but I wouldn't bet this fight at all. Yeah, this one's interesting because I do favor Jacoby, obviously. If his fight stays on the feet, there's no doubt he has a
0: massive edge in the striking. Like, Ledette has looked good at times. He does have a good jab. But, man, he's so inconsistent, and he's not that active either, which is a problem. Jacoby, you saw his last fight against Ty Flores on uh, Contender Series called the way he was just so aggressive. That should have been a knockout. That guy is just super durable, like extremely durable guy, who, by the way, was on PEDs for that fight. So that looks even better now, I think, for Jacoby, looking back a little bit. But... The thing is, Cole. What happens if the fight goes to the ground, Cole? Who wins? Who has who the edge on the ground? Justin Ledette. So it's it's risky. I think laying minus three ten on Justin Jaco- Jacoby here because if Ledette does implement a grappling based game plan, against the fight to the mat, we've seen Justin Jacoby go to sleep. Guys like Chris Camozzi have tapped him out. There's no reason why Justin Ledette couldn't get him down, get a rear naked show on him. So my pick is going to be Justin Jacoby. I, I'm kind of with you. I think either a decision or maybe does get the TKO. But like Cole, you're looking at blind value. You know, Ledet plus 255, you know, I'm not taking it, but I, I think that some people could because he does have a path to victory here with the ground game. And Ledet by submission, we'll take a look at that, plus Um plus 2,200. Wow. I, I think that's a really good hedge. And I think that could win. I think it could win. What do you think of that? Plus 2,200. That's crazy. So, again, my pick's Kobe guys, but I think that looking at that prop on um, – the depth by sub is definitely interesting. That's a crazy line. That is crazy for a guy who has a clear path to victory. Because again, Jacoby gets to the ground. You look at his career, and he's been submitted before. Again, by Chris Camozzi, um, uh, John Salter submitted him. Lawall Wall grounded pounded him. And his other wins are, are uh, losses are by by decision. But you know, overall, I, I do think he probably wins because the striking advantage. But again, called the ground game. It does worry me with him because he's a he's a glorious kickboxer. He's not. Necessarily an MMA fighter, although I know he obviously trains it. Next up, Cole, we have a welterweight boat between Jason Witt and, and your other buddy Cole Williams. Let's see this one here, Cole.
1: Jason Witt, minus one forty five, Cole Williams, plus one twenty five. Who are you picking here? I'm gonna go with the other Cole Williams. I just don't not too high on Jason Witt. Jason Witt had a terrible UFC debut. I know there was a lot of things that went into it, like had uh, fight move to the from the previous main card because everything but he got knocked over 48 seconds he's returning like three months later four months later Cole Williams I know he hasn't fought in a year submission loss to Claudio Silva that was it's only his second career loss and even before that he was on a long winning streak he didn't really fight high level competition until the two fights before the UFC so I do worry about it I this is a fight I have no interest in betting at all it's just these are to me two low level welterweights but I like Cole Williams I just think he can connect probably maybe knock out jason witt i just don't really like witt coming back so soon after getting knocked out
0: yeah it's tough like we keep saying don't bend these fights but like this is like the definition of a pass two guys that aren't that good i mean i don't really know why these guys are in the ufc to be completely honest with you cole like i am pretty sure the loser gets cut cole williams had one fight in the ufc he lost to claudio silva but neck crank last uh, last year jason witt had one fight against um takashi saddle got KO'd brutally a couple months ago uh, Jason Witt is the more experienced guy. He's been around for a lot longer, obviously. But uh, Cole Williams has been around a long time too. Um, you know, both guys in their mid to late thirties. Cole Williams thirty six, Witt thirty three. There are a few advantages for Cole Williams. I think you know he's a little bit bigger. He's six foot th- six foot with a six, 73 inch reach, so a three inch reach advantage, two inch height advantage. That is good. I know Witt trains in a, I think probably a better gym with James Carlos and those guys. But you know, to me, it's a it's literally a coin flip call because like I don't think anyone has a strong edge here. And uh, I would take the, the value on Williams, I guess, if I had to. So my pick's going to be Williams to win, probably decision plus 125, Cole. But you can't catch me better on this fight. No way, guys. No chance. All right. Next up, we have Sean Strickland against Jack Marshman. And right now we have Sean Strickland minus minus two twenty, Jack Marshman plus 260. Who's your pick?
1: Yeah, this is a really interesting fight. I actually talked to Sean Strickland last night. So it's kind of eh, two years away. He had a terrible motorcycle accident. He even thought he might not be able to fight again. But uh, I do like him moving up to middleweight. He was telling me he used to be like 2% body fat when at welterweight. So middleweight's going to be a lot better for him. And I think this is a good opponent for his return. Jack Marchman, I think, is just going to want to stand and trade. I think Sean Strickland's probably the more technical striker. I do think Jack Marchman po- uh, is the more powerful striker. But Strickland, with the extra 15 pounds, I think he can be able to take those punches. And on the ground and wrestling-wise, I think Sean Strickland's a much better wrestler, much better ground guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, Mar- if Marshman starts uh, winning that first round just on the feet and Strickland just switches his game plan, just kind of takes Marshman down and holds him there or even gets a submission. So I like Sean Strickland here. It's a higher line than what I like. So I don't know if I'd want to bet Strickland, but I do think he wins.
0: I like Sean Strickland a lot in this fight. Obviously, the layoff is super concerning, especially with the uh, motorcycle accident. Quality. You never know how guys are going to return from that, but... You know, to me, Jack Marshall is just the kind of guy you fade every fight. Like, this guy is just not a, not a really good fighter at all. Um, I know he has a couple wins in the UFC, but, man, he has not looked good lately. The John Phillips fight he did win was a terrible fight. The other fights he all lost, his last, to me, his last real win, because I think the Phillips fight, a lot of people thought Phillips should have won that fight. His last real win was Ryan James in 2017. Ryan James is not in the UFC anymore. Also beat magazine by not in the UFC. So, to me, this is a guy who's been beating kind of lower-level guys. Sean Strickland, when he was fighting, was fighting, like, high-level guys every fight. And for a while, Cole, this guy was like a really top prospect. Like a lot of people thought he was going to be a future title contender, but had a lot of injuries, had some bad losses and had some setbacks. I I still think this guy is going to bounce back here. The layoff bothers me. The the injury obviously concerns me, but overall I think he wins. And, you know, I think he is a guy you could parlay because I just think he wins a fight call. And to me it's like he wouldn't come back and fight again if he couldn't uh, operate and couldn't walk and couldn't fight. And I think he'll he'll look good in this fight. So my pick Strickland – could be a decision. Jack Marshall is pretty tough, but it could be a submission or a TK on the ground too. I think if Strickland gets to fight to the mat, he probably wins by submission. So that's another prop I'd look at here. We'll take a look at that one. Sean Strickland, okay. Decisions plus 120, inside distance plus 160. So no value there. Maybe wait for that sub. Actually, sorry. Another book, another book has a sub prop at plus 600, which I do think probably is the way he wins. You're looking that way too cool by sub.
1: Uh, I don't know, sub or decision probably. Yeah, so I'm
0: just saying if you wanted some extra betting value there, plus 600, you could take a look at that. But overall, I, I just think he wins the fight. And I think he's a guy to parlay, uh, perhaps with the guy that's coming up on the main card here, in the first fight of the main card. So definitely consider that. All right, next up, fan bout: Adrian Yanez against Victor Rodriguez. Right now we have uh, Yanez is a big favorite here, Cole, minus 330. Rodriguez, plus
1: 270. Do you give the dog a chance here? No, I am <laughs> not high on Victor Rodriguez at all. The guy has literally fought cans in the last gaps. If you fight for Alaska FC, there's a good chance I'm not picking you to win a fight in the UFC. Except for
0: that one guy, what's his name? Uh, the the, the Croatian guy. Uh, oh Syrian yeah,
1: guy. that that guy's a rare exception. But if you look, like this guy's literally fought no one. His first three fights, every single opponent was 0 and o. Then yeah. he lost to a guy that was two and o. <clears throat> lost to a guy that was eight and five, and then he fought oh and three, one and one, two and one, eight and one. The eight and one win is, I guess, is good, but. I know you brought this up. But you fought for a promotion called Blood, Sweat, and Beers. <laughs> like, if you fight for a promotion like that, I don't really know what's going on, what kind of matchmaking's going on there. But Adrian Yanis, to me, is a legit prospect. It's only three losses. Miles Johns, by split. Domingo Pilarde who I split. And uh, Levi Moles. None of those are uh, losses, all those losses are good losses. Like, those are UFC caliber guys. Coming off a big knockout over Brady Wong, and the series look really good. I expect Yanis to get Rodriguez out there pretty early. First, second round knockout. Now, what's the guy's name? It's like M- Milos Urich or something? Yeah. I can't,
0: something like that. I can't remember his name exactly, but yeah, he fought a few months ago in contender series. looked amazing. Um, Yeah. I mean, Yanez should win this fight. Again, you look at his record. It's just it's more impressive. Fought better competition. Cole, coming off a great win in contender series, four straight wins. He does have a couple losses, but I think he'd like to have back against guys like Johns and Pilarte. Those are guys treading water in the UFC. But ultimately, I think he's probably a better fighter than them. Um, The, the, the fourth fight win streak also is nice. This Rodriguez guy again, Cole, anytime you're fighting for a promotion called uh, Blood, Sweat, and Bear, Beers, or uh, Metal and Mayhem, or Solid as a Rock, I'm pretty sure you're fighting like no one. And you look at his, Cole, his level competition is really bad. So, yeah, I, I I mean, who knows? Like, Maybe this guy comes in here and knocks Yanez out, and he looks incredible. I doubt it, though. I like Yanez a lot in this fight, Cole. I, I think he dominates the fight. I think he gets the knockout. So my pick Yanez by knockout. And the odds on that... Let's see if those are out. Yanez by TKO, plus 140. So no value there, really, uh, at all, actually. So maybe you just do, you parlay, you could parlay Yanez. I think he wins this fight, Cole. Pretty sure he wins. Uh, Next up, we have Alexander Hernandez, who I know you spoke to, Cole, against Chris Grootsmacher. And right now we have Hernandez is a big favorite. Mine's 250. Wow, it's a big favorite. Uh, Grutzmacher, plus 290. You give the dog your chance.
1: I like Alexander Hernandez. I think this is the kind of a layup fight for Hernandez to get a win. The UFC I think, really likes this guy. He obviously can promote a fight really well. We saw what the Cerrone one. We saw him just, uh, even still, he's a good talker. And Chris like it's hard. The guys have fought since UFC 223 when he beat Joe Lazone for that loss to Davy Ramos, Chaz Skelly. Like, it's hard to know what he's going to look like two years off, and he's getting up there in age. Like, he's 34 years old. I do like Hernandez. I think Hernandez is better on the feet. I think he's better on the ground. I, that's someone that I talked to Hernandez about. Is he hasn't showed his ground game in the UFC. He's he's a guy that grew up wrestling jiu-jitsu, like striking something he learned afterwards when he started fighting. So I do think if he can take this fight down to the ground, I think that's where he has a clear advantage. Gritzmaga has been a guy that gets submitted before, so I actually think Hernandez uh, with by submission, which I'm just looking at now, is that's interesting. Uh, do they have it up? Hernandez by submission. Uh, plus no, yeah, plus yeah. 300. So it's not bad. Because I do think it, he even told me that if Mark Montoya told him if the takedowns are against this guy, go get it. Because they know he has, he has a massive ground advantage. So I know think Hernandez wins this fight. I do think he wins inside the distance, whether it's by sub or by knockout or TKO. I do think Hernandez gets the job done, though. You talk about bad MMA promotions,
0: Cole. Look at Hernandez, who he fought for. How about kick-ass productions <laughs> Texas Pride? So those are some... Those are some bad ones, and it's going to look at. Uh, yeah, okay, Chris Kruzbacher. He's he's a longtime veteran. Good good cards like strike force and events like that. All right, so my thoughts on this fight are interesting. Um, I do agree that Hernandez should be favored, but minus three fifty, really? Why? I mean, I don't get it. You know, I know he's younger, obviously, and uh, he's the more talented guy. No doubt about it. But this is a guy who's pretty inconsistent. cool uh, the the Dober fight got brutally knocked out. Cerrone got brutally, that looks really bad. By the way, that was only last year too. That was last year. Can you believe that? Can you believe that, Cole? I was looking at the ranking state and I'm like, why is Cerrone ranked number 15? And I looked back at his record. He beat
1: Aya and Hernandez last year. I picked That's him crazy. both in those, both those fights, too. That's crazy. But and, it's then just mu- felt, and then I thought I was riding high on Cerrone, so I picked him to beat Ferguson and we saw how that came high. Down. Good, good, good call there, Cole. Anyways, as far as I mean, you look at that other fight with Ronaldo,
0: that was a horrible fight. And I think a lot of people thought he lost that fight. So to me, this guy's really struggled. Um, He's definitely a talented guy. Again, he should win this fight. I hate the odds, though. I wouldn't bet on Hernandez. This is a pass for me. I'd rather bet on guys like Yanez on this card at the same price or uh, Strickland. I-, I would just completely pass to Hernandez. I think Grootsbacher has a chance to win this fight because you look at the, again, stats aren't everything, but the amount, like his significant strikes landed is like over seven a minute. So this guy has a high striking volume, but again, you know, he was b- being on my guy like Joe Lozon, not that impressive. And also, he hasn't fought in. Two, over to Cole. The last thing he fought was the card that McGregor threw the dolly at the boss. That was two and a half years ago. So he hasn't fought forever. I can't take him because of the layoff, but I, I just don't like the odds of Hernandez. My pick's Hernandez. I think Cole's really got a good uh, uh, thing going here with the with the submission prop. I think that's got a really good chance to win because you look at his two losses in the UFC, both by submission. If not, maybe a decision. Hernandez just kind of plays it uh, safe maybe or something and rides it out. But I think he wins. I just, I don't like the odds, Cole. So my pick is going to be Hernandez, but, I, you know, Ruth I think people will probably throw a few bucks on him because the odds are so high. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I would rather pick on, uh, put some money on a few other dogs in the card that's uh, coming up a little bit later, personally. All right, cool. Next up, Bobby Green. against Tiago Moises. This is the fun I talked about earlier really, really, in the main card that I really like. One side in. Uh, right now, Bobby Green minus 280. Moises plus 240. Use your pick?
1: Yeah, this is really interesting. Bobby Green, like, in 2019, everyone thought, man, like, is he done in the UFC? He two losses to close Francisco Chinaldo, and then he's turned it around in 2020. Wins over Guida, Veneta, and Alan Patrick. To me, I think this is Bobby Green all day. Tucker Moises, I know people are going to look, be like, oh, he beat Michael Johnson by submission. He was getting absolutely beat up by Michael Johnson. Like, that was a 10-8 round. People were saying you could have, like, it was close being stopped. So, I, his only way to victory is, probably another like ankle lock like this it's just some weird go for his ankle early on in the fight but i just think bobby green's a lot smarter fighter than michael johnson that's the big thing is i think his fight IQ is a lot better than michael johnson michael johnson makes a lot of mistakes like that so yeah i think bobby green's gonna be a lot smarter he can keep it standing and just pick apart tiago moises i don't see him finishing tiago moises like you just see bobby green a lot of his fights he just grinds out decisions i think that's gonna be a similar thing he's just gonna be on the feet picking apart Moises for three rounds and win a decision And there's no value
0: in that prop, unfortunately, because it's minus 145. So the odds makers feel like that's going to happen, and I I think so too. That's my pick, Green by decision. But I I like him for a parlay call. And, you know, just putting – I put a few guys together here. Um, Bobby Green with Strickland or Yanez is like around minus 130. But if you add all three together, it's plus 130. And I do believe all three of those guys win. If you want to take out Strickland and just do Yanez and Green, you could do that as well if you're worried about the layoff for Strickland. You could do Yanez and Green. call, And that's about a pick of price, about minus one. Minus one hundred and thirty, so that's I think a decent bet. What do you think of that one?
1: Yeah, I, I like it. I think all three of those guys should win. Yeah, I think so too. But again, you know, if you if you are worried about the layup for Strickland,
0: which I think is something I'll think about a little bit more during the week, uh, you could just do that two teamer instead. But you would have to lay a little bit of juice. Either way, I think Bobby Green wins. Cole. I think he should be minus four hundred here. Cole. I'll be honest with you. I think there is value minus two hundred and eighty. Taylor Moyes just isn't that great, in my opinion. And you look at the last fight goal. He didn't land one strike. He didn't land one strike. He just got the lucky ankle lock. I mean, he got the job done. Michael Johnson, nine submission losses. This is a much tougher fight against Bobby Green. A guy with good takedown defense and some of the best boxing in the division. I love Bobby Green in this fight call, And if he wins this fight goal, he'll be 4-0 and during the pandemic. That's pretty crazy. So if he wins this fight, I think he gets a top 15 opponent. Next up, we have a heavyweight boat, Greg Hardy against Maurice Green. It's just, it is is a very interesting fight. Uh, Greg Hardy, wow, big favorite here, minus 310. Maurice Green, plus plus two fifty five. Taking the crochet boss here, Corey. you're going to go with Greg Hardy?
1: I like Greg Hardy in this fight. This is another guy I'd parlay with Bobby Green or Yanez. I think Greg Hardy wins this fight. I think he wins by knockout. I think this is – Maurice Green, I think, this is the guy the UFC had. Some hype behind, they liked him. And then he did. He lost Pavlovich in the first round, Smith against Olytic, where he gassed out. And then even his last one did not look good against John Vellante. So I think the UFC's kind of giving him up as a prospect, as someone to build up. And I think this is a fight where they've seen him get knocked out early. Greg Hardy hasn't had a finish in quite some time. I think they want to see him get another finish. So I wouldn't be surprised if Hardy finishes Maurice Green early or even late because I do worry about Maurice Green's cardio. I think that's yeah. a big knock on him. And I, we've seen Greg Hardy go three rounds. So I think... Even if he doesn't knock out Green early, I still think he can knock him out late, but I like Greg Hardy to win this fight. Yeah, so
0: I did James's show yesterday, Cole, and this was one of the fights where I just didn't give a pick because I, I really had to look at it a little bit more because, honestly, I was feeling uh, Maurice Green going into that uh, show with James, and then James day, I really convinced argument to Greg Hardy. Basically, my argument was Green is huge, so you know he's got a chance to win, but Greg Hardy's also a big dude. Gra- Maurice Green is a guy who... He kind of fights scared sometimes, Cole, and it bothers me. You know, the fight with Pavlovich, he backs up, gets finished. The, the Olympic fight gets backed against the fence, gets taken down. Like, this just bothers me. And the John Volante fight, he looked terrible, Cole, and somehow won that fight. I don't know how he won. He is a guy that has multiple passes victory because he can knock you out or submit you. So that's interesting as a heavyweight. He's a big dude, 6'7", 82-inch reach, but there's just too many flaws in his game, Cole. He, he gets finished too much for my liking as well. Greg Hardy, he's got flaws in his game. No doubt about it. We saw that against Volkov got kind of exposed, but I think that that's a good learning experience. And, you know, Volkov's a great fighter. So even the fact he went the distance actually looks pretty good now. You know, you got to keep in mind, Greg Hardy's only been fighting in the UFC. Actually, you talk about who's been fighting in the UFC uh, for not that long, Greg Hardy. And this is already his seventh fight in two years. So like the guy or hate him, and I think most people don't like him, you got to respect the work he's putting in. And he's grinding, and he's actually in the UFC, and he's fighting hard fights. So... You know, my pick's gonna be Greg Hardy Cole. I think he probably gets the knockout here, but I don't like the odds really that much. I, it's a heavyweight fight, and I I think it's or pass personally based on the odds, but I do think he wins. I want to get this comment because this is a really good comment from one of my favorite guys here, Straight Wager. Tread carefully with Strickland. As we know, he's had an accident, as, like still isn't hundred percent He's also in weight fighting as syndicate. Now he doesn't really have any big men there at all. I think you made some really good points there, Straight Wager. Um, yeah, I mean, after I said it, I was like, man, like the two-year layoff, like it's interesting. So again. I'm I'm like if you're talking about a parlay, I'm more confident in Green and Yanez than Strickland, but Strickland, it's a guy, I'm still confident in him. But you're right, there's always risk. Although there's risk in every fight. There's no doubt about There's a risk in every fight. All right, next up, Cole. Mackman Murdoff against Kevin Holland. This is a really good fight. One of the better fights in the card. I think this will be my uh, sleeper pick for fight of the night, Cole. And right now we have Holland minus 150,
1: Murdoff plus 130, who's your pick. I like Kevin Holland here. I just think it's going to be a striking match by think that better striker and i think if it comes down to it i think he's a better grappler too if he needs to start scoring some points get his fight down to the ground murdov he's impressed me i wasn't too high on him coming in the ufc i just didn't think i didn't know how good he would be but uh and even his win still i'm maybe i'm still a high on him but trevor smith knocked out okay and to cheer by decision i still don't think i know enough about him in the ufc to really know how good he is if he gets tested against a, a tough guy kevin Owens says, i think this is that perfect test. To, really see where both guys are we've seen holland he lost to uh Brendan allen and the ufc got submitted even won the first round of that fight but i think this is a test to see who's that fighter that should get that ranked guy next or a big step up holland's a ton of fanfare quick knocking over anthony hernandez that highly real knocking over Yoki buckley uh went over darren stewart but darren stewart's a guy that makes a lot of fights tough just with his grappling and stuff but i do like kevin all to win this fight I think he can be able to grind on a stage using his grappling and just kind of pecking apart on the feet, but th- this is a really close fight. Yeah. You talk about guys that are like really taking advantage of being active lately. Kevin Holland's
0: right there with Bobby Green and a couple other guys that use the with Salal and a few other dudes, but he's, this is his fourth fight since the pandemic started. He's won all three of his fights. So he's been incredibly impressive. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Holland. I think he's one of the best fighters in this division. He's extremely well-rounded, great striking. We saw that in the Buckley knockout. Everyone's talking about Buckley. Are we forgetting what he, what Kevin Holland did to him? with that brutal knock where his mouthpiece went flying, like it was nasty. So he's a nasty guy, man. He's a, he's a really good fighter and I love the way he fights. I love the way he talks crap in the cage to his opponents. It's great. So he's a really, um, just really interesting fighter, but Murdoch very interesting to me, Cole. You know, he's, he's 24 and six. He's the only guy Floyd Mayweather has under contract in the UFC, which I find really interesting. Like Floyd obviously sees something with this guy that he signed to do a, to a deal with his stable. So he's a money team guy, Cole. And I think that, you know 13 fight win streak here. Um, he's looked incredible in the UFC. I know Kevin Holland's great fighter, I don't like betting against him, but you know, I, I he has lost a few fights in the UFC, and I think this could be one where he loses too. So, I'm actually gonna go with the dog here. I'm gonna take Murdoch. I, I, I like the momentum, I like the win streak. Um, I, I, I like how he's looked. So, my pick's going I think he's just gonna edge it out over Kevin Holland. It's gonna be a super close fight, he wins the decision here. but. Uh, you know, for me, no bet on this fight. I'm I'm a big fan of both guys, and I, I think they both have a path to victory here. But I, I slightly lean towards Murdoch just because 13 fight win streak, it's very hard to bet against that, in my opinion. Uh, next up, we have Bryce Mitchell against Andre Feely. You talk about 13 fight win streak, he's got one too. Uh, right now, we have Bryce Mitchell minus 145, Feely plus 125. Uh, I, I said the last fight was a sleeper for Fight of the Night Cole. I think this is another potential sleeper for Fight
1: of the Night. Who's your pick? I actually like the underdog Andre Feely I right? just think this is. Too big of a step up for Bryce Mitchell. Like, if you look at Bryce Mitchell's EOC run, everyone Tyler Diamond, Bobby Moffitt, Matt Sales, Charles Rosa. I don't really put much stock into any of those wins. I don't really think any of them. Charles Rosa's all right. He says because he dominated him, but Matt Sales, Bobby Moffitt, I don't even think Diamond and Moffat are in the EOC. I don't even know if Matt Sales is. He might have been cut too. So, and we've seen him lose before. Like, he got submitted by Brad on and uh, Tough, but I think this fight really comes down to I don't think Mitchell could take Feely down. Like, I was looking at their step. Andre Field has a 70% takedown defense, and Bryce Mitchell has a 41% takedown accuracy. For someone that's whole game plan is to get it down to the ground, he doesn't really get fights down to the ground. And 41% take against guys like Diamond, Moffitt, Sales, and Rosa. And I think Fieldy's takedown defense is a lot better than all those guys. So I think Feely can keep the standing and just, he has a four inch reach. I just think on the feed, he's a much better striker. he's thinking just, think he just pop that jab, not let Mitchell get it tight, just edge of the decision. I don't see either guy being able to finish him. I do think the uh, Mitchell has to finish Andre Felix. I don't think he can continuously just grind out what he did to Charles Rosa. So I like Felix to keep this standing. Just use his jab and just piece up Mitchell to get a decision.
0: Yeah, um, I'm actually in agreement with you on this one, too, Cole. You know, it's our second consensus dog, the Cole Williams one. I, I, you know, that's that's kind of a fight that's a really real pick 'em. That's a shot in the dark. I think this one, I, I you know, if we're gonna make a consensus dog, I'd rather go with Andre Felix here, Cole, because he's a lot more experienced in the FC. So. You know, it's still a dangerous fight for him, obviously, because Bryce Mitchell's super crafty in the ground. We saw that in the Rosa fight. We saw that last year when we got the twister. Um, He's been impressive, obviously. But, you know, people forget Cole. Yes, he's undefeated as a pro, but he also lost to Brad Katona on top of a guy who no longer in the UFC. And that loss, you know, he did show some holes in his game. I think he's improved that since then. But, you know, Andre Feely, he has a very crafty ground game as well. His striking is way better, though. So, to me, if he keeps the fight standing, he wins. But Feely has been mixing in a lot of grappling fights lately. Uh, the Jordan fight landed five takedowns in that fight, so maybe he'll want to kind of show Mitchell, "Hey, I can hang with you in the ground." And this is what James was mentioning yesterday. It, it, it's something that it's in the back of my mind now that you know maybe he'll he'll try to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna I can match you in the match when he should stay in the feet and win that way." But overall, I, I do favor Feely. I think he should. I should mention this: the odds opened at minus one ten each call. And the line now has been driven to Mitchell as a favorite. I, I believe I would personally favor Feely a little bit, like minus, probably the same way, minus 130, minus 140. So it's a slight lean towards Feely. I think he gets the job done, but it is it is a competitive fight, no doubt about it. My pick would be Feely probably to the decision. Here's a comment from uh, Kinshiro. Feely hasn't looked good in his last few fights. I think Bryce will pretzel wipe Feely with mustard to see himself in the finish here. That's what my dad calls submissions, man. He calls them pretzel holds. You're like my dad, dude. All right, main event of the evening, Cole. Uriah Hall against Anderson Silva, main event of the evening. Five round fight, guys. According to Anderson Silva, according to Dana White, this is going to be the final fight of his career. Having said that, it's going to surprise anyone if he ends up in Bellator like next year, Cole. It won't surprise me. I'll tell you that right now, man.
1: It will not surprise me. Did you hear in the promo? He said, this is my last UFC fight. He did not say this "This is my last fight.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And you know, Dana White keeps saying, okay, it's his last fight. He's the oldest fighter in the UFC. We have to mention that 45 years old. Like there's there, there haven't been many guys that have been older to fight. Um I think maybe Randy was a little bit older, maybe. He might have been 45 or 46. Um, and some guys obviously in the early UFC days were like in their 50s too. Uh, but not lately. It's very rare to see guys in their in their late 40s fighting. I guess Dan Henderson would be the best example. Um, so you know, Anderson obviously is a legend. I love the guy. I hope this is it for him because Cole, honestly, especially if he gets KO'd here, I do not want to go see him go to Bellator. Although, having said that, Cole, there are some fights where I'm in Bellator that could be interesting. I had 205 and I middleweight. Either way, let's talk about this fight. Here's Uriah Hall, minus 225 right now. And it's just a 185. Cole, who's your pick?
1: I have to go with Uriah Hall. It, I, and I don't think this fight is going to be exciting. I just think both of them are going to show way too much respect for their striking. I don't really see... I even wrote this in my preview, and I'm like, I don't really want to write this, but... I don't, I just expect this to be a five round decision with not much going on. I just think Uriah Hall is going to show way too much respect for Anderson Silva as a fighter and as a striking, especially due to his retirement fight. I think Silva is just kind of lost a step where I don't even think he can really do, be as fast and quick and get like, move in and out and pick a piece up Hall. So I just think Hall is going to be a much faster striker, probably a more powerful striker. I just don't see it. I don't see him finishing under Silva unless his probably his leg gives out again. Because really Silva hasn't been like brutally knocked out unless Chris Weidman. uh, Because a lot of his TKO losses are just because of that leg. So I do think if Hall does leg kicks, maybe that leg gives out again, similar to Kanadier. But I just think Hall is going to be way too respectful. And I just think he's going to be able to grind out or just get a decision win. But I don't really expect much out of this fight.
0: Yeah, you know, the more I thinking about it, I really like Straight Wager when you said to maybe about Strickland, like, you know, kind of lay off him. And, you know, looking at another alternate parlay here, guys, Bobby Green and Uriah Hall is minus 104. I think that wins. I really like Uriah Hall in this fight as well. I Cole, I got to be honest with you, man. I almost wonder if you got into the MMA oddsbreaker back end and read my article, it's going to come out tomorrow, because I pretty much wrote exactly what you just said. I wrote exactly what you just said, Cole. I said... Too much respect. It's going to go to decision. Anderson's reflexes aren't there. Speed's not there. so are Hall just going to pick on part one decision. I literally have the same breakdown. So my mind is going the same way as you call. I like him a lot here. You cannot bet on Anderson Silva in this fight, 45 years old. Coming off a bunch of losses. No way. eye Hall should win. Having said that, Cole, he's so inconsistent too. So I can see why people want to lay off and just watch it. But it's more of a fate on Anderson at this point in his career. So my pick is going to be right Hall to win the decision, which is like plus 175. I'd rather just parlay him. Because he couldn't get to knock with easily or kick Anderson the leg and break it, Colgan. a uh, father's plans where I think, only dads were mentioned. be Humble, ch- uh, great champion, came down Mountain Village, beat the world's best, still left Humble in the villager, but on top. Yeah, you know, I heard Ariel actually. I was telling you, Ariel was on Fan 590 here yesterday, and he was talking about him, and basically said, you know, this guy is, he. We, he's rich, Cole. He's super rich. Like, he makes, you know, probably 10 to 20 million a fight, if not more. And also, his speaking engagements. Ali Abdel is saying he gets like a couple hundred thousand every time he speaks. So, He's extremely wealthy, but you know, he's so close to his family. He still lives with his mother and father, or his, he did live with his father. He lives with his mother in a big house in, in Dagestan. So he's a very close guy to his family. And, and I understand with you um, and, you know, if that's his re- reason for, for retiring, that's a great reason. I mean, that is one of the best reasons we've ever seen. So the guy is just an absolute legend. You got to love beat man. All right, Cole, we have about eight minutes left. So we have a few things to talk about as far as news and some finances. We'll go through it quick. First thing I want to mention, uh, Robbie uh, Lawler versus Mike Perry has been scratched from UFC 255 in the wake of the allegations against Mike Perry. Um, Dana White was asked about this at the press conference and basically said no comment. He just said, like, you know, the courts are deciding this. And I heard that she didn't, she didn't get a restraining order. And it was kind of a – it wasn't the greatest answer from Dana, I'll be honest. And um, the next day, we, we
1: saw the fight taking off the card. Do you think it's the right move by the UFC? I think it is for sure. I don't think you can really have him fighting, especially those going on. Like, uh, let it play out in court. and uh, cause- and especially because a lot of people are already not happy with him returning so soon after yep. what happened in that bar. So I just think this added to it where I think this is the right decision to not have Mike Perry fight at all.
0: Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer when you think about it. And it's crazy because that bar fight was in the summer and the UFC's like, hey, we're going to suspend him like temporarily while he gets help. It's like two months later, he was booked for a fight. So it's kind of weird. It's probably the right move. I hope they keep Robbie Law on the card. Uh, hopefully that Jeff Neal fight can happen. That'd be a great fight, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, and here's another piece of news here, Cole. Steepy, Miosage, Francis, and Gano 2 being targeted for March 2021. So, a lot of people wondering why it's so late. But here's the thing these cards are booked, guys. So, we have November booked, we have December booked. January is Connor and Poirier for that pay per view. February is uh, probably going to be Usman and Burns, if I had to guess. And then March will be Steepy and Gano. So, yes, it's a while away, but. Uh, that, there's a reason for that. It's because UFC's cards and their pay-per-views are booked, unless they double-stack card. But the other thing is, you still have Adesanya who needs to fight. And he probably wants to fight again soon, too. And also John Jones. So they have a, a, a good problem on their hands right now, Cole. They have so many guys coming back, and they don't have enough cards to fill. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously March is a, a while away, but I can understand. So, what are your thoughts on this trilogy fight? Or, sorry, not trilogy rematch?
1: Uh, I, honestly, this is so hard to call because we really haven't seen Nganu's takedown defense since then he's just been knocking everyone out with literally one punch like since that fight it was literally just been knocking everyone out the first round so I the questions that were there after the Steep Miocis fight are still there in my mind like can he stuff the takedowns we saw Stepe be able to take the punches the first time and just out them him like is can that happen again absolutely could I see Ngannou going in there and knocking Miocis in the first round absolutely like it's so tough to call like because yeah. we we haven't seen that's the thing. Like I wish and God it wasn't knocking all these guys out so early. So we could see his take down defense now.
0: Yeah, and you know, the other thing is the line. I'm looking, I was looking at the line. Minus 190 Francis, plus 165 Stepe. What the hell? I don't get that at all. I know Francis is obviously a beast. We all know that, but that line should be flipped. Cole steepe should be favored in this fight. So right now, I'm 100 percent playing Stipe, plus 165. I'll tell you that right now, cool. I mean, that's a no-brainer. He should be the favorite. So I'll take the dog money. But again. I don't, I don't bet on futures until the fight week. Cause you never know, man, fights get canceled. I don't want my money tied up in future fights that might not happen. So hopefully this fight happens. And we have a really good comment here from Marcus. Do you see Steepy and Francis as coaches next top, which is supposed to start filming next week, actually this week. Right. Cool. Next week. Now that they're back in Vegas. Um, it's possible, I guess. I still think it's going to be Colby and Masvidal local. That's, that's my pick. What do you think, man?
1: Uh, part of am saying, Sorry. For
0: top coaches. Who's your pick? Oh. I <sighs> don't. I think it's going to be Nasir and Colby Covington. That's what I think. That's what, what I, I think,
1: think too. But you think they would have said something, especially because yeah. they were saying they're filming the week after they get back from Fight Island, which is this week. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's interesting, right? Uh, I don't know when it's supposed to start. I'm guessing January, if I had to guess. And the show's usually about like three to four months, so I don't know if March even matches up. But it's definitely interesting. Markets. It's got. A, it's, there's definitely a chance. I don't mean I, I don't know. We don't know much about top. We just know it's going to start filming next week. We don't even really know the weight classes or anything like that. Can't show sure has got a comment. The guy can't stop takedown. Do me uh, aggressive for punching brawler. taking him down, wrapping up like it's a complete blanket. Yeah. Can, we saw what happened in the first fight. Uh, Francis had a great first round, and, uh Stipe just went for the takedowns. Um, let's get a few uh, fighting outs of this We haven't had a chance to talk about this fight. Kamzat Kamayev against Leon Edwards. It's it's happening, guys. December 19th. So me and Cole were going back and forth. Cole said Leon Edwards should be favorite. I said Kamayev. Leon Edwards opened as a favorite, now is a clear favorite, minus 160. So I think we're both kind of right there, Cole. But yeah, right now, minus 160, Kamayev plus 130 for uh, Leon Edwards. And I think that's a little bit interesting, don't you?
1: Yeah, to me, I think this really is like a pick. This is the definition of a pickup fight. I, yeah. <laughs> I can see path figures for Baldwin. I can see like maybe Shmaev isn't that isn't as good as everyone thinks he is. Leon Edwards just have to just absolutely the more technical striker just picks one apart for five rounds. Or I can see Shamayah just going in there, absolutely mauling Leon Edwards and doing what he did to everyone else and showing that he's the real deal. So I still have no idea who I'm picking. I think it should be a pick but I get why Shemaya's favorite, just because he has so much backing right now. But uh, this is a big fight for both of because Leon Edwards, if he wins this, there's no doubt he's getting the next title shot, st- st- derailing that hype drain, already on that winning streak. If Shamayah beats Edwards, I think yes, he's going to give Shamayah the next shot.
0: Yeah, I think anyone who got the plus 150 at the opener, now it's a great bet, especially now that you could bet on Edwards and just basically get free money depending on who wins. So I, I would have loved to have plus 150. As, as a favorite, I'm not sure, but we'll see what happens. This line will bounce back and forth. It'll it'll get close. It's a very, very competitive fight. Um, Chase Hooper against Peter Barrett's another fight that you mentioned, Nicole. What do you think of that one?
1: It's definitely interesting. Chase Hooper needs to win after the last one. Peter Barrett, I'm not too high on. So uh, I'd probably Chase Hooper, but who knows? Uh, your boy Eric Andrews against Antonio Arroyo. I like that fight. It's definitely interesting. Eric Andrews is—he's uh, someone where like his whole career would have changed. A lot of people thought he beat Leo Machida. If he got that decision, his entire career changes, which is kind of weird. Like he's not having to fight all these guys, not having to take that Thiago Santos short notice fight to get more of a name. Like it's so weird, but I like this match for him. Mean, it should be a good fight. And Match smell Against Tyson M. I'm definitely interested in that too, Was when I talked to Tyson Am after that, he said he had no interest in that just because they knew about this fight for eight weeks and Matt Schnell couldn't make weight after eight weeks, he should move up. So he didn't want to do a whole nother training camp to have Matt Schnell not be able to make weight. So I'm kind of interested in, I'm kind of curious why Nam decided to take that fight. He was called for that top guy. I didn't know if he deserved that top guy, but I, I was really interested in the fight I'm looking forward to though. Yeah, for sure. All right. I think that's it for
0: today's show, guys. So Cole, actually, I'll take the last comment for you. Get the last word, Ginchiro. The Edwards will lose due to Bring Rust activity. As you said, the active Cody fighters wins and Chamayo is the most active. Yeah,
1: I think that's a huge point. The Everest hasn't fought in a year and a half. I think they could come back to haunt him. Cool. Plug your stuff, man. Twitter, AquaShell91. The show this week is Alexander Hernandez, Morris Green, James Krause, and Brad Katona, who's back fighting for a EMC, a European promotion, fighting for the belt on Saturday. So we talked about that, that UFC release, why he signed up the just a low promotion I was like a belt or PFL. And but all those stories and fighter picks for uh Hall, Silva, Musasi Lima. And then I also talked to Miles Johns as well.
0: Oh, busy week, Cole. So good for you, man. Uh, definitely check out Cole's, Cole's podcast at bjp.com. Just scrap radio. Subscribe and watch that as well, guys. All right, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAta Martin. This podcast as always available at mmaudsbigger.com. It's on our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts, it's there. We're trying to grow the numbers. I know that there's a lot of podcasts out there, guys, but I do think we put a consistent, good show every week. So please uh, you know tell your friends about it. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter or excuse me, also at bjpen.com. And MMA brings on that. I actually have an article there of Habib and his retirement. So check that out. And uh, I got a few irons on the fire right now with some other places. So I'll let you guys know. Hopefully in the next uh, week, I can make some announcements there. But uh, some good things coming up. So Cole, once again, man, thanks for uh, joining me. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. Have a great day, guys. Bye.